You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, powered by the Ward School Series XM Channel 132. I'm America Street, the Whitney M. Young Jr., Professor of Marketing and Brand Identity Theorist at the Warren School. I'm coming to you live from the studio. If you have any questions or comments about today's show, or if you would like to join the conversation, please feel free to pick up that cell phone or that landline if you are from my point of view. Uh, and join us. Give us a call at one 844 That's one 942 7866 I'm happy to welcome my next guest to the Spotlight segment. This is Danielle Vona, Chief Marketing Officer for Bloomin' Brands, which owns the Outback Steakhouse, Carabas Italian Grill, Bonefish Grill, Fleming's Prime Steakhouse and Wine Bar, and Tender Shack Concepts. Welcome to the program, Danielle. Thank you. So excited to be here. Appreciate it. So you, you, you're the only guest I've had that when I read what you're working on, I get hungry. So I, I'm ready to go to dinner now. Just from these wonderful, excellent. yeah, just from these. That's wonderful, what we want to hear. Excellent, very, very cool. Uh, before we launch into some of the cool stuff that you're working on, Danielle, I'd love for you to give our listeners some context. Uh, I'd love to hear a bit more about your journey, your story, in terms of you know what brought you to where you are right now. Uh, you don't have to go all the way back to the womb, uh, but just give us <laughs> give us some context of your journey and, and sort of how you found your way to the cool stuff that you're working on currently. Oh, that's awesome. I um, I don't know how much time we have, so I'm going to be <laughs> about this. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, because I have a pretty eclectic um, background. Nice. So my degree is in music. Oh, beautiful. Um, oh, that's which awesome. Which is awesome. Okay. Yes. And Excellent. so I wanted to be a singer and I was following that career path all through college. Oh, interesting. Um, and I was, um, and then my first job, my first business job was sort of a, um, I was like a floater in a company Got it. Mm-hmm. doing whatever they needed because gotcha. I was following a music career. So I was doing this for the cash and then I was doing, you know, sort got of the it. thing that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I entered the corporate world and got all of that experience jumping from different departments, um, I landed in a construction department and started doing project management kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was getting promoted and moving forward and it was sort of a steady paycheck, which was nice to have versus... <laughs> you know, doing gigs on the weekends and yes, holidays. Yes. So, um, so actually I, I did construction management for a while. Okay. And then when uh, my companies decided they were going to stop building um, the stores that I was working on mm-hmm. and I thought, well, we have all these marketing requirements in the leases, which I was close to because I was doing construction work. And why don't I do this for a while until we get our operational ducks in a row? So they let me start doing some marketing for the retail stores. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I really just fell in love with it. So I thought, could I get a job in marketing? Interesting. Why don't, why don't I try? Uh-huh. So I sent my resume out to like 400 recruiters. And um, and I ended up getting a job in an agency. Okay. Located in Dallas. I worked out of the Connecticut office. And I was working on the Pepsi business. Interesting. Pretty awesome. So I did that for three years mm-hmm. and then Pepsi hired me. So uh-huh. really my marketing toolkit was built 
at Pepsi. I spent over 10 years at, at PepsiCo, mm -hmm. um, which is an amazing place. And I have so many amazing people that I now have in my network because of my relationships with my Pepsi friends. Mm -hmm. um, so I was there for a little over 10 years. Oh, wow. I left, I left Pepsi um, and went to go. But when I left Pepsi, I was actually the uh, vice president of Propel Water. Oh, interesting. Oh, no oh. kidding. I, I, you know, it's yeah. funny, uh, Danielle. I just had a Propel two days ago. That's wild. I have one. Right you have one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I launched this very package <laughs> in the market right now. Very cool. Um, so, yeah. So I was vice president of, of Propel Water. And nice. then I left there to be the CMO for Sonic, which oh. was a very big move for me, which I moved my family from sort of the Northeast New York area uh -huh. to Oklahoma, which was a big difference. Gotcha. Um, I was there for a few years and got, it was a great experience working with Sonic. Sonic is a very cool brand. So it's Sonic drive-in. Yeah. 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 Great, um, great advertising for Sonic as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 You guys, you <laughs> yes. guys are very fun. Yes. Uh, and then I left Sonic and joined Bloomin' Brands as first as the CMO for Carabas. Mm -hmm. Carabas. Um, in in 2019, I became the CMO for Outback. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. um, and then recently was promoted to the CMO of the portfolio. Of the portfolio, uh, wow! Yes, so I now have all of them. It's you have exciting. all of them now. That is amazing. <laughs> I have all of them that and is... great people who are actually doing all the hard work under. Gotcha. Under yeah, I, I love so this, nice. Danielle. Okay, so uh, two things. Number one, I'm not going to ask you to, to to sing a line. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you. I, I know you're you're probably a phenomenal singer, but I do. Well, wanna... that's also dangerous because you don't know if I can sing or not. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but I do want to ask you, Danielle, because as a musician, as someone doing the art of music, do you feel like, and I want you to comment on this, do you feel like that, that wiring of your brain, that creative side affected how you did things in the business world as you made that transition? Did you, do you see some impact that having that creative musical background, did it have any sort of, you know, did it, did it affect how you brought different points of view or did or understood things or look at the world in, in, in specifically different ways? Yeah. I don't know if, if it affected how I looked at the business world or if I just brought a different perspective to the business world, gotcha. which is probably more likely. So I, I would say, you know, music already has creativity to it. Mm -hmm. And so generally I think I've, you know, you sort of have that in your DNA or you don't. And I'm one of those people who loves sort of ideas and thinking about, you know, what could be. So that's sort of been in my DNA, certainly leveraged in music, translates well to business mm -hmm, <laughs> um mm -hmm. and then i and then i would say i'm not afraid of speaking in front of crowds ah, or doing yes. so all that performing <laughs> certainly helped for situations like this where that's someone that's, you know needs to get up and and do the you know do the emceeing or do the show and i'm that's like right. oh that's fine i'll do it i'm not scared gotcha i'm, um, I'm, I'm guessing you're you're singing on the earnings calls Profits are up 25 percent. That'd be great. I could do a little background do up for the, for the CEO. That's awesome. I'm sure you appreciate, sure appreciate that. That's very um, cool. 
the other thing though is music also has a mathematical element yes, to it. Yes, so yes, yes. I'm I'm not a huge math person, but I feel like I get it in the context of yes. whatever it is that I'm doing. And so yes. uh so yeah, I still and I sing to my daughter at night. That's you know, beautiful. But. Rhythm gets <laughs> I love this, Danielle. Cadences, uh, patterns, like all of this is like hardwired in your brain because you, you've studied the art and you're a connoisseur of the art. I absolutely love this. Listeners, we are speaking with Danielle Vona, Chief Marketing Officer for Bloomin' Brands, and we're having a conversation really to talk about this notion of branding because she comes from a musical background. She has had amazing uh, experience at some amazing, incredible brands. But I want to hear about Outback because... I love the the concept of Outback and the portfolio that you are now in charge of as the CMO, Danielle. How, you know, talk to us about the, I want to, because, I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. I, I, I want to to understand a lot about the brand because I, Outback for me is a is a special brand. I have memories of the Bloomin' Onion. Thank you very much for, for doing that. I, I love that. Thank you very much. Uh and I, I want you to talk us through the brand. How did how is how does Outback see itself as a brand? Um, because I know it's it's not a QSR. Uh, on the other hand, it's not trying to be a Michelin star restaurant. So talk to us. And it is one of these concepts where it's competing with not just other similar sorts of positioned restaurants, but you're competing with the grocery store. You're competing with you know Uber Eats. You're competing with all of these different things. So talk us through the understanding of the brand and how you create differentiation. Yeah. Um, my favorite topic. So <laughs> I, uh, Outback is a special brand. All the brands in the Bloomin' portfolio are pretty special, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. Carabas has got its own specialness and its its food is amazing. And Bonefish is a beautiful brand and an amazing cocktail sort of vibe to it. The Outback brand, which was the, you know, sort of the original big mother brand of the company, um, was born in 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the, the the strength of the founders still lives in the culture of the company and the concept. Um, it's a very sort of bold and vi- vivacious kind of brand. It's not afraid to take risks and try things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's had some really fun campaigns over the years yes. that really manifest themselves in the restaurant, in the experience that we ah. deliver. The people were constantly working on how do we make the experience better. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got some great things happening in restaurant now to do that. But, you know, the Bloomin' Onion was invented by Outback, even though there are others that copy co- that. There are pale, co- co- I'm sorry, <laughs> competitors that are trying to like copy and paste, forget about it. It's not going to happen. It, it's just not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Um but, you know, that innovation still holds true. We want to continue to do innovative food and beverage. And it is a place that you can really come together with with friends, family, whatever that is, and and be in that moment relaxed. There's no, you don't have to have a special dress code. <laughs> right. There's no, right. It's a, it's a, it's an experience that's worth going because you can just come in and be you and, and have a good time. And we are, we're not even the hosts. You're the host of your party. We're just helping to facilitate the occasion. Gotcha. Um, so it's, it, and we've got a lot of fun things we're doing right now to to make sure we're marrying the marketing communications and elements 
with the operations that are happening in the restaurant. So we're giving that awesome and reinforcing that awesome consistent experience, which is very exciting. I absolutely love that. Listeners, we are speaking with Danielle Vona, Chief Marketing Officer for Bloomin' Brands. She's telling us about the magic, the magic that happens behind the scenes. If you want to join this conversation, you absolutely can. 1-844-942-7866. That's 1-844-WARDTON-942-7866. If you want to join the conversation with Danielle and myself. Now, I do want to ask this, Danielle, because I want to transition a little bit. I'm a digital immigrant. Oh, no. And I'm (laughs) trying to figure out all of this stuff, swiping left and right and crypto and NFTs and all this stuff. And one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we got to in having you on as our spotlight guest, Danielle, is some of the very cool, you said it, you said that the brand is very is 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 very innovative and tries really cool stuff. So tell us about Outback Steakhouse releasing I I love this. Blooming NFTs for National Onion Day. Talk to us about the the genesis of this. First of all, I'm getting excited. And I actually might, you know, I may have to jump into this space now because there's an NFT for the Bloomin' Onion. So, but talk us through how this came about, all of the strategic thinking and how you and your team put your heads together to think this through and the plan behind it. Yeah. Well, and even as we think about what is an NFT that people can understand it is a question mark in and of itself, which also means, uh, you know, I need to sell it into our leadership as an idea. Yes, yes, yes. Education of those things is all part of the process. But really, this started with our um, teammates program which was born coming out of the NIL decision last year. Ah, okay. Talk right? on that. that. Speak on that. The name and they could use the we could now use the name and likeness mm-hmm. of college athletes. And so we I think we're one of if not the first people getting in that space. Got it. Got it. And we launched that program uh in the fall of last year mm-hmm. with football. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so we, you know, the, um, the program was amazing. It was very digital. It was all about social and leveraging the audiences of these great athletes without asking too much from them because they are college kids that have responsibilities. So right. we're thoughtful about how we do that. Right. Um, so we, we had a lot of great traction as we moved along. We started doing other sports okay. besides football. We started folding in other, uh, we, we did an open call where we got hundreds of people applying to be a teammate athlete, which was very cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And as we moved into, uh, as we moved into sort of baseball season and, and there's a lot of discussions around NFTs. We thought, how could we tie something with NFTs into the teammates program? What could it look like? And we don't have a lot of experience with it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're really in it and in the space, mm-hmm. um, you may not even know what it is. And if you do know what it is, you may not know that much about it, except it's a non-fungible token, whatever that means to people, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> so even as we got into it, this, this one that we just recently did in June was a real learning experience for us. What can we do to experiment in the space, learn and understand so that we can do something more exciting in the fall? So we have something coming in the fall that we're excited about. Got it. But this first one was like, let's get in there and see what it's like. Mm-hmm. And so we um, we launched the Bloom Baby Bloom collection, <laughs> <laughs> right? Which was I love it. Super fun. Uh-huh. It was tied to the baseball program, so all of the 
all of the NFTs had baseball elements to it, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you when you minted the NFT, which is our way of saying you bought it, even though it, it didn't have a, it, it, there was a gas fee, but it what didn't cost anything to get the NFT. Gotcha. So when you minted it and you and you now own it, then the baby bloom would grow. Oh, okay. A teenage bloom. Okay. And he started to have stuff like a baseball hat or you know, oh, every, dear. they were all different. So there were 8,000 wow. of them. 8,000. Okay. And and each one was different. Wow. And then and then he grew into an adult blooming onion on National Onion Day. I'm starting to weep, Danielle, because <laughs> the, the beautiful evolution in life of an onion is, you know, something not to be underestimated. And just the, I love the story. I'm getting emotional. Uh, please continue, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so now you've got your bloom NFT, uh-huh. which started as a baby bloom, super cute, mm-hmm. grew into an adult bloom. Um, and then once it becomes the adult bloom, it's actually um, you can actually use it to get a bloom and to Dr. Peppers in a restaurant. So we're connecting oh. the restaurant moment to the NFT moment. Oh, as that's well. interesting. So, that's really, so yeah, we ended up associating it with an offer to see if we can, you know, it does it drive visits. Do people want to use it? So how, t- how talk, it? talk so. to me. I lo- this is see, this has always been sort of the weird thing in my mind, Danielle, which is like trying to understand this kind of the digital, right? Something that's digital and you own it but it's it's digital and so but now you're saying that we are making a connection so it's like it's like a customer journey we're going to take you to this experience which has all these really cool kind of properties associated with the onion as he or she or they i guess i should say i'm not sure what you know appropriate pronouns are for onions but let's just say they for a second uh you know develops and and blossoms and then it turns into something real so it's like you have all of this positive vibe and energy danielle and then suddenly now it, it actually there is a resolution of a customer uh, value proposition that's tangible. That's brilliant. It, it, so, yeah. how, so let me ask you this, Danielle. How did you start telling people about this? How did they find out about this? How, how did that process happen? Well, here's the really interesting part of this, and this is part of our, our learning. Uh, so we, we have some great partners. We have a great sports partner that helps us with our, our um, sports uh, programming and and the teammates program in general excel they're awesome mm-hmm. and then and then we also had a partner helping us with the nft program and so we had a marketing plan for it's a it was really uh you know three days till the bloom becomes an adult so it's a gotcha. you know short window but mm-hmm. we don't know for how long we're going to market it so we had a plan to start it on the 25th i think and then it finishes on the 27th got it we launched it on the 25th in the nft space uh-huh. with the partner uh-huh. and it sold out in 20 minutes wow so let me get this and straight so so, so danielle <laughs> wait a second so you're literally saying danielle that eight thousand of these onions sold out in how long 20 minutes 20 minutes you said yes. why didn't we do eighty thousand young blooming <laughs> onions <laughs> what was your reaction to like to this sudden to well, this amazing demand it's funny because the first call we got was the team saying do we still do the marketing because it was gone. <laughs> we're, we're so good. Our job is over. We're going to go on break now. <laughs> and we were like, no, yes, we still need to do the marketing. So we, we should still do all of that. So, uh, so yeah, I think we learned a lot from that. Now, there was no charge for it except for the gas fee. So, it, you know, if there was a fee for it, it might have been different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we learned a lot just in, you know, we had bets going on how many we thought would get minted. 
and you know no no one said we're going to sell them all Got everyone it. was guessing how many we thought we would we would go through right so it was very um it was very reaffirming for us. This is a good path. We should keep experimenting with this and see how we can make it bigger and better and more interesting and more connected to the players and the program. So I think we have some exciting ideas that we're going to work on for the fall uh, as we go forward. So let me ask you this, Danielle, did you tie in? So is there a way to tie in kind of the NFT efforts to like loyalty programming or anything like that? Or, you know, can, can you I know you don't want to reveal the secret sauce, as it were, that's coming up in some of the cool, you know, next chapters of this. But can you talk a little bit about how you're integrating across maybe other aspects of the of the customer experience for Outback? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, we have a pretty um, robust loyalty program for Bloom and Brands and it's a pro it's Dime Rewards. And our Dine Rewards programs goes across all of our concepts. So, um, so it's a, a really nice program. We just recently relaunched it as a points program, which is exciting. So we're putting some extra effort against it. NFTs will be a great thing for us to experiment with in that space. And frankly, NFTs also tends to have a slightly younger audience. So it's helping us build you know, new audiences, new target groups, and people that may not be engaging with the brand the same way as uh, as these more technologically savvy audiences are. So we're excited to experiment with that. That probably isn't going to be the next thing we do. The next thing we do is going to actually be the fall football program. Um, it, but I think that absolutely is a space that we've been talking about. And we're we're thinking through what other types of rewards we want to offer for dying rewards in general. And NFTs is, is certainly going to be an ex, a space for us to play with. I love that, Danielle. We're, we're at about 30 seconds left. I want you to give me your biggest aha moment. Sort of what what is it that you would love to leave our listeners with? The big takeaway that they can go and sort of reflect on in terms of all of this wonderful stuff that you're doing just across your career and certainly with the specific things that you're doing in Web 3.0 with Outback? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, and I followed this through my entire career and is where why I'm here today, is to be open. Be open to yep. stuff, be open to yeah. ideas, be open to new things, be open to experimenting, be open to different kinds of jobs that you might enjoy. Um, and then be in those moments when you're in them yes, <laughs> so that yes, you yes. appreciate them and get the most out of them. We spend so much time trying to get to the goal. Sometimes we don't appreciate what, what we're in in the moment. So I, I would say be open, be in the moment. Very, very cool. Thank you so much, Danielle. Really appreciate you joining me today. That's all we have time for today, listeners. If you want to reach out, please do so. You can. I want to thank my producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we replay several times throughout the week. You can follow our show on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all of our program. This is Americus Reed, the professor of marketing at the Wharton School, and we'll see you next time on Channel 132.